Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. And uh, today we are joined by nobody. It's just me, recording via a game headset into my phone. Why? Because the last two times I've tried on my laptop, it's uh, it's just stopped recording midway through, and I, I don't have it in me to... I know if I have another technical difficulty, that's a wrap on attempting to record today. <laughs> so we're powering through. Um, so today we are diving back into our Unmade series, and we're looking at um, looking at a franchise that has a number of Unmade properties, but the details are incredibly limited. Um, so this will be a shorter of our Unmade episodes, and... Uh, if you haven't seen by the title or the graphic image, you guessed it. We're looking at unmade properties of Jurassic Park. Um, now, mainly, we're going to be talking about a couple, uh, really two, kind of three movies. But you know what? I am going to toss toss two in as well, because legit, as I was doing research, some of these, I didn't even know about them. Um I just I just heard about it. I legit just found about it today. So the first thing we're going to briefly talk about, um, and I recommend this. You can look this up on JurassicParkFandom.com. Um, if you look for the animated series, there's some drafts uh, for some what of the characters would have looked like, and it looks kind of cool. Uh, I just I can't find anything about the um, actually about what the story would have been, but uh, there would have been a story based on, uh, there would have been an animated series, a Jurassic Park animated series. Um, so the limited details are, it wasn't going to be a kiddie show with the studio wanting a mature primetime series. Um, although the, the person who was hired for the project with William Stout had said that the, um, uh, that it still would have been appropriate for children of all ages. So I think it would have been going for a a, uh, a Batman the Animated Series uh, vibe, which is, like, it, of course it's bread and butter with children, but that it, it by no means was a children's show. Um, yeah. Um, that's... um. That's that's about it. That's known. Uh, it did get as far as um, a trailer was commissioned and awaited approval from Spielberg himself, but evidently Spielberg did not ever watch the watch the trailer because he had <laughs> grown very tired of the um, the insane amount of merchandising and commercialization that came with Jurassic Park. Um, Jurassic was a phenomena at the time. It is to me a, a borderline perfect movie. Fight me. Um, I love it. It's It's got some of the best special effects use of all time. Again, fight me. And in this case, I'll say you lose. Um, but I can also get it because there was toys, there were comics, there was, there was so many things that were coming out. Now, we won't really be talking about any of the uh, Jurassic Park comics, I'll be honest, they've got their fans. Um, I'm not really one of them. Out of the comics I checked out, I never really, uh, really cared for them. The art was just... The art was just bad. Um, and sometimes the bad artwork, it makes it difficult for you to get past. Um, 
it's not like the Dark Empire Star Wars comics, um, where the artwork was great in points and not so great in others, but the story was bumping enough that you were along for the ride regardless. Um, but that that was an interesting tidbit, uh, just because, like I said, I had no idea that this <laughs> that there was going to be an animated series. And then here, we're going to briefly touch on another one. Little did I also know that there was a second animated series conceived that just never, uh, it never was made for, uh, for various reasons, uh, and I actually can't find a reason, it was going to be an animated series based on a toy line uh, from 1998. Um, I actually remember seeing some of these toys, so it would have taken place on Isla Sorna after... Um, after the Lost World, where the toy line was called uh, Jurassic Park Chaos Effect. So it would have been an animated series based off of that. So apparently the story for the toys, again, I'm using Jurassic Park's fandom.com website. So the story of the toy line was a few years after the events of the Lost World, a group of scientists went to one of the islands of Jurassic Park. Um... While they are desperate to recreate the park's dinosaurs by completing the DNA sequences, I'm guessing this time, um, so they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't, you know, uh, reproduce asexually and grow, you know, populate and all that. Uh, that was something that wasn't decided, um, that they were trying to avoid anyways. Um, so in this case, the dinosaurs, they would have mixed the DNA of dinosaurs with other species of dinosaurs and then animals of today. So just mad science, mad science across the board. Fiendish Dr. Wu would have been all over this, um, resulting with the creations of aggressive and dangerous mutants. So now you would have had mutant dinosaurs. Uh, some of the toys, there was... Um, Ankly... <laughs> Ankleronodon and uh, Omega T-Rex. And then there was the cancelled Stegospinus and Ultimosaurus. So I'm, I'm wondering if some of these would have shown up in this uh, in this abandoned TV show. Um, part of me is still kind of down. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, and as I'm looking at some of the, the art from the other one, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm interested. Um, if you can get me some good Jurassic, I'm down. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'm always down for good Jurassic. Uh, and actually that's, that's, I'll just share part of what's inspired this episode is because we got recently got the trailer for, uh, Jurassic World Dominion, and it's got me hype, um, and I've been listening or re-listening to the audiobook of Jurassic Park, and it's dope, so I'm in a, in a very Jurassic-y mood, um, and at some point I might do an episode about, like, the differences, because at points I've said I would love a movie based on the book, and that's not a slight against the original movie, because, like I said, the original movie, the original movie is borderline perfect for for what it is. Uh, I don't want a remake of Jurassic Park because it is wonderful. Um, if we could get a movie based on the book, that would be that would be pretty dope because um, they're they're very different things. Anyways, on to the main event. Um, 
So, Jurassic Park 3 was what it was. I've ranted about it. I've ranted about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, because both of them are terrible. Um, our friend Nathan from Monter Monster Island Film, Film Vault wears as a badge of honor. I recently got to be a guest on one of his spin-off podcasts, uh, Henshin Men, where we looked at a, um, a very in infamous uh, Chinese tokusatsu film, um, called Inframan, and it, it, it didn't break me, but it did make me rant a fair bit. Nathan wears it like a badge of honor, and I still, I still think that Fallen Kingdom broke me more, uh, in the sense of, I don't like using the words stupid or dumb to describe things, but they're just... They're perfectly appropriate for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Because um, it's really stupid and really dumb. Uh, when you point a gun to shoot a dinosaur. Anyways. Um, so we're going to turn the clocks back to 1999. And the reason I'm doing that is so we can look at Jurassic Park 3. Um, and Jurassic Park 3 really had two different drafts um, before before the third movie. Um, and by that, I mean the the third movie doesn't have didn't have a shooting draft. Heck, uh, I'm, I'm quoting from an interview here uh, Joe Johnson Joe Johnson did uh, where they were talking about the third movie um, and one of the questions was like, hey, at what point did you have the final script? And Joe Johnson's like, we never did have a final script. We didn't have a final script until after we wrapped the movie. Um, we shot pages that eventually went into the final script, but we didn't have a document. The joke on the set was it was going to be the wrapped gift. Um, and, and it would be the wrapped gift. Everybody would get a script. Uh, we had... Sometimes they had a script a day ahead or a week ahead for what they were shooting so people could prep their lines. But they never had... Um, full script with a story with a beginning, middle, and ending. And to me, that shows in the final product of Jurassic Park 3. Um, man, I hate that movie. Anyways, so let's look at uh, the first draft. Now, not much is known about it. Um, I can't find... If, if I can find, like, actively find these scripts, I will, of course, l attach links in the description so you can check them out yourself. Um, it's interesting doing these unmades and seeing the various uh, the various unmade scripts. Uh, sometimes there's some baller ideas, and sometimes there's some truly, truly terrible ones. Um... So, the first draft of Jurassic Park 3, it was written by a fellow named Craig Rosenberg. Uh, it's nicknamed online the college student draft. Um, because the basically the idea, none of the... Uh, Grant wasn't going to be there. There would be... I don't even think there'd be any reference to any of the older characters returning. It was going to be five or six teenagers who get marooned on the island. Um, and it's been described by Joe Johnson as a, uh, as a bad episode of Friends on Isla Sorna. <laughs> um, which is just... No. No. 
Now, it's not going to be the worst episode, Friends, which to me is in Season 9, and I ranted about that on my first two uh, attempts at this. The long and the short of it is uh, there's an episode in Season 9 which comes at a screeching halt. Um, the previous episodes had been funny, and then basically Monica thinks uh, she caught Chandler watching shark pornography, and that's all you need to know. It is stupid. <laughs> it's just really, really bad. Um this was before that, so this would have just been like a bad episode from season six or seven. Now, to defend the script, Johnson was like, it's not that it was badly written. It was good for what it was. It's just not anything he thinks an audience would have wanted. And I kind of got to agree. Uh, when I hear that, I'm like, this doesn't sound very Jurassic-y. That being said... It's not the most out there thing we're going to be looking at. Um, so there was the second, uh, the second idea for Jurassic Park 3. Now, the details on this one are muddled because they did film with some of these things. Um, Jurassic Park 3, even though it was made without a complete beginning, middle, ending script, it did hodgepodge some of the stuff from the second idea. The second, the second movie idea did involve... Grant, um, Grant and Billy going to the island. There would have been some stuff with dinosaurs on the mainland, uh, which we didn't get. Um, and there would have been a family on the island. Um, so it, it, the details are a bit murky, um, out of stuff I've heard. And I think it's, a uh, give me one second, uh, Clayton... Dead silence, dead silence, dead silence. Um, I am so sorry for the dead silence. I, I can't find them. Anyways, I'll attach the link in the description. There's an excellent YouTube channel um, where... Dang it, I really wish I could find it. Uh... Here, give me a second. Unmade. I am so, so sorry. Eh, all this is getting cut out in post anyway, but still. Um, I just need the chap's name. That's all I need. There we go. Okay, so, sorry, three, two. Uh, so, some of these details, and I'll see if I can find the, the link to the channel or the specific video, but an excellent Jurassic Park channel on YouTube. I've plugged it uh, before. Clayton Fiorti, or Fioriti, I, I just can't pronounce his name. Um, he uh, He's done a number of channels. Uh, the guy's channel specialty is Jurassic Park. Uh, so, he's looked at... A, in depth, some of the things from uh, from Jurassic Park three that didn't um, that didn't get made. So the hodgepodge would have been uh, the idea. Of, uh, the reason being, Grant and Billy were going to the island is because uh, some pterodactyls had shown up on the mainland. Uh, there would have been the family there. Uh, with this, there would have been an explanation for some of the things that we got in Jurassic Park three. So it the last time you watched that very bad movie um like the movie opens up with the kid uh with the kid i think his name's eric i don't really care enough it's a bad movie um that i just really don't like 
Uh, he was parasailing with his stepdad, and then uh, the boat pulling the the friggin' parachute with them attached uh, goes into some fog, and then it comes out of the fog, and then it's like, oh my gosh, the people are dead, and we don't know what happened. And you never find out. You would have found out it was the pterodactyls because they had been going to the coast and then getting out to the mainland. Um, you would have been finding out that all this, uh, all this was happening. Um, I like that a bit more, uh, just because originally, uh, like with what we got, we, we didn't get an answer to that. You have no idea what killed them. It's hinted that maybe it's the Spinosaurus, but then it doesn't make any sense because it's the ocean. What's stopping the Spino from, you know, going further. Um, we just, we, we, we didn't get a lot. Uh, so here's some of the other stuff. Uh, it's from the same interview, and I'll attach the link to the interview. Um, so the second idea is described as uh, it was sort of a similar idea to what we made with Jurassic Park 3. I'm adding that part um, just for the context, because the context is they're talking Jurassic Park 3. Um, so... It, it's just, it didn't involve the rescue. Involved a family with a kid, and Grant and Billy crash landing accidentally on the island. It also had a parallel story, um, where the whole, with dinosaurs on the Costa Rican mainland, um, were getting it, they were getting onto the mainland and killing people, and they didn't know who, what, or why, what was going on. So the military was, uh, getting involved. Turned out to be pterodactyls, the, the pterodons, I butchered that entirely uh, it was a completely different story and spielberg was involved in a in kind of sorting sort of helping conceive all the different ideas uh that's when uh screenwriter david Coop came in and was like hey let's let's just make this a rescue story and then everybody jumped on board um and then Johnson goes on to describe that the scripts had action sequences uh yeah there were variations on those because we had not much <laughs> like i i wish there was i wish there was more to it some of the other things that were described i just can't find the links where where i was reading them in depth with the unmade like stuff that got left on the cutting room floor, floor or in this in the second draft of the script would have been uh, Jurassic Park 3 one of my biggest gripes is there is no climax to the movie uh, the Spinosaurus uh, just runs away from fire and then they're surrounded by the raptors um, and then they blow the horn like the recreated raptor thing and their raptors get their eggs back and they and they peace out um, and then the military they hear the helicopters the military shows up and the movie ends really stupid um in this you would have gotten stuff you still would have gotten the rex spino fight which is its own gripe um because that in essence should have been the climax of the movie i understand why it was there earlier because they're they're wanting to establish the genetically altered spino as the big bad uh so the way you do that is you knock off your your big strong guy it's the, the knocking out wharf right away from Star Trek principle. Um, but there still would have been further things. I believe at, at the climax of the movie, um, when they were at the river and the Spino was there, the Raptor A, the Raptors would have been following Grant and them throughout the whole movie. You would have gotten a couple glimpses of them here and there. But basically, 
Alan would have thrown the raptor eggs at the Spino, and I think the Spino either would have eaten the, the eggs or stepped on them or something, and then all the raptors would have just gone at the Spino, and it would have, like, it would have been the Spino, like, taking down some raptors as they came, but eventually getting overwhelmed. Not saying it would have been perfect, but it would have been substantially better than what we got. Um... And I am sorry uh, about. I wish I, I wish the details were better for this un, unmade episode. It's just, it's honestly quite difficult to find details about the unmade movies of Jurassic Park. Um, but it's still interesting, um, and that's why that's why I kind of wanted to uh, kind of. I kind of wanted to talk about it. Uh, so the final one we're looking at might be the most famous, the most famous thing. Now I will find the script. I and I'm going to attach. I'll attach the link in the description. Um, but it is a. Uh, it is bonkers. It is positively bonkers. Um, it's been described as a Jurassic Park meets dino soldiers meets friggin uh scarface parody <laughs> um so jurassic park 4 eventually we got jurassic world um so it it, it was in development for more than a decade so after Jurassic, so here we go. I'm reading off of an article on Screen Crush. Uh, so by 22, 2002, a year after the release of Jurassic Park 3, Spielberg was evidently dra- bragging in interviews about a wonderful idea that he had to work with for. It was allegedly so good that he, he had boasted it was going to be the best Jurassic Park since the first movie, and that he had wished he had thought of it in time before to make it for Jurassic Park 3. Um, he was cagey about the stuff. Um, later, a screenplay surfaced online credited to John Sales. Um, or Siles? I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, it, which was, that screenplay was based on ideas by Spielberg and an earlier draft by a screenwriter of the Departed film, uh, William Mohand. To put it mildly, the script is bonkers. It features soldiers of fortune, drug dealers, Swiss supervillains, in additional to your uh, and your traditional dinosaur action, your typical dinosaur action, but the really, really bonkers part is uh, dino soldiers. Yep, dino soldiers. So <laughs> let's dive into it a little bit more. The hero of the. Uh, this particular Jurassic Park 4 screenplay um, was a mercenary named Nick Harris. Nick was contacted by Jurassic Park founder John Hammond, who recruited recruits him for a dangerous mission to Isla Nublar, uh, which is the island in the first movie, uh, Jurassic World, and then it 
is covered in volcanic ash uh, in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. The terrible, 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 <laughs> the terrible, terrible fifth movie. I hate it. Um, Hammond needs Harris to find the shaving cream can full of dinosaur embryos stolen in the first film by Dennis Nendry, who died during the escape, during his attempted escape from the island. Um, another company has bought Isla Nublar, and Hammond is terrified that they will find the embryos and use them for evil purposes. Now, I haven't been able to f read the script. I don't understand how this was the idea, because in the first Jurassic Park movie, they, they mentioned there's like 30... The embryos will be fine in that shaving cream can for like uh, 48 hours. There was coolant in there to keep them cool. These needed to be kept cold, or they wouldn't be usable. So... You know, like, ten years later? Nah, that that 48 hours would have stretched out a long time. Anyways. Yeah. And this article even mentions it was, it was oh, 36 hours. Uh, but, you know, Harris accepts and goes to Costa Rica. He finishes, he finds the can, evade the island's dinosaurs, but he's attacked by soldiers of fortune working for the park's new owners. He stashes the embryos and gets captured. And then things get really, really weird. He uh, he wakes up in a medieval castle in the Swiss Alps, because, you know, naturally, um, he's held hostage by... <laughs> Baron Herman Von Drax. <laughs> Von Drax wants those embryos because uh, he wants to create dino... Further, dino soldiers. He shows him a team of highly trained, genetically engineered raptors who can be controlled via hormone injections. <laughs> and then Von Drax makes Harris an offer he can't refuse. Use, use his unique warrior skills to finish training these raptors for combat. And if he does this, he won't feed them to the uh the raptor soldiers um yep this was going to be a thing uh nick leads the dinosaurs on several rescue uh operations which um the script goes into numerous hilarious lengths i'm going to attach the screen screen crush article so you can read this for yourself um but my gosh um so von drax has a henchman named joyce uh, there's been a Nick uses the Raptor soldiers to rescue a kidnapped girl. Um, oh my gosh! Seriously, it's bonkers. Um, at the end of the movie, the Raptors turn on their masters because naturally, uh, Nick saves saves the hidden embryos he retrieved from Jurassic Park and returns them to John Hammond. Uh, yep, <laughs> this was a thing. And it's bonkers to look at how it got there because it opened off of a, a pterodactyl attack at a Little League game, which is very Spielbergian. Um, yeah, it goes it goes into crazy town quick. Um, a description, uh, the climactic action scene of the movie, and I'm going to read the description. I'm thankful for this article having it. Um... It involves a raid on a drug kingpin's compound. Um, so, 
here we go. Into Jacuzzi Room. Pepe. I'm guessing he's the drug kingpin. Pepe stands in the middle of the still-churning jacuzzi, doing a Scarface, Scarface routine, oozy pointed and ready, trying to see through the smoke. I can't read Spanish, so I'm not going to. Uh, but basically, it's a, Come, you want to play? Suddenly... The two spitters, which I believe are Dilophosauruses, uh, leap through the smoke, mantles puffed out, shrieking, and land. Splash! Splash! Smash in... Smack into the jacuzzi with Pepe. We hear screaming, splashing, and snarling as blood sprays on the fluffy white towels hanging on the wall. What the hell did I just read? Oh my gosh, um, yeah, yeah, I honestly feel like I'm reading, um, a villain based off of, uh, the McBain movie, <laughs> Jokes from the Simpsons. Thankfully, eventually, uh, Spielberg abandoned these drafts, um, because, uh, honestly, what audiences would have accepted a Jurassic Park movie about dinosaurs with laser cannons for arms? This is not that franchise. That franchise would be <laughs> Fast and the Furious, <laughs> and I guess that, and I guess that's what boils down to. Here's the here's the thing. As much as for years I've hated the idea of this, as I read this, this is bonkers. It's ridiculous, and yet I now want this movie. It's just I don't want it with the Jurassic name attached to it. Because the Jurassic Park film, The Lost World, and to a lesser extent, Jurassic World, and you could even say the stupid, terrible Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they do play with the heavy themes of playing God and man using things outside of its control. Um, they do use those kind of things. And this movie does not, like this pitch, this unmade pitch, with Dino Soldiers just doesn't fit in with that. It doesn't fit with the serious and at even even slightly silly stuff within the Jurassic franchise. This is that and beyond. It it doesn't fit within it. Um, but if if it was this under any other name, oh my gosh, do I want this movie? <laughs> It sounds so wonderfully ridiculous that I'm like, please make this somehow. <laughs> Do it as an animated thing. <laughs> Just say, don't don't call it Jurassic Park. Just say, based on the bonkers script of Jurassic Park 4. Um, now, here's the thing. Some of these things did get, uh, some of these things did get incorporated to a degree into Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Within that, I mean, you have the Raptor Trainer, played by Chris Pratt, um, Owen Grady. Uh, thankfully, this time, they're not being used for soldiers. Although, they do kind of make fun of that, to a degree, with, um, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, um, Reppin InGen, being like, hey, we want to train the raptors to more or less be soldier animals. Now, they're not going to have laser guns for arms, but we do want them to, to use them in military situations. They'll go find the people that have gone into hiding, um, more or less like war dogs kind of thing. 
And I'm so glad that I didn't get that wasn't a thing they pursued because man I would have hated that um if if this was its own thing on the side though oh my gosh I would be this is this is the right kind of bonkers for me seriously I this this is up there with what the Fast and the Furious movies have become and I love them for it I, I just wouldn't want this out of a Jurassic a Jurassic Park thing we got this in the unfortunate slightly more serious side of things in Fallen kingdom i'd say to a degree where they were like the military practices are with the indoraptor we're going to create a dinosaur to target one specific person and a person is going how they're targeting it you're gonna be far away and more or less use a sniper rifle to shoot the person but you're not actually going to shoot them. The laser's going to go on the person and the Indoraptor. wrap. It's ri- I, I, I can't even describe it. It's so stupid. I, I hate it so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's basically it. That's what we know. I will attach the stories in the, not the stories, the links in the description. I don't like doing these unmades as it's basically, uh, I love doing the unmades. What I was trying to, fail at saying is what I don't like doing with them is when it's like hey Chris sits and reads um, a website link but it described it it just it described it really well um, basically eventually the the narrowing down for Jurassic World which I think was much better um, the three directives that were given for what you eventually got for Jurassic World um, from Spielberg was the park is open, there's a raptor trainer, and the dinosaurs break free and threatens the park. They they kept it simple. <laughs> and I think that that helped a lot. Um, and that's a dive into some of the uh, the obscure, the really obscure, and then the truly ridiculous unmade Jurassic Park films. Um, like I said, I do apologize that I don't have as many details as I did for the other ones, but honestly, the the details for these ones are hard to come by. And I know what points I was directly reading uh, from various links, but it's because those are the details that I could find. Um, I know it's not, you're not just coming here to hear Chris read off of a website, but... You, I'm doing what I can. <laughs> um, all that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of One Cross Radio. I do want to share something unrelated to uh, Jurassic. It was just something uh, our boy Hector Mire from Faith and Fandom shared on uh, on his Instagram. It's a post. Uh, it's a post with a direct quote from a person named Jackie Hill Perry, and it just it just floored me in the best possible way. Um, and it's something for uh, for the believers listening, and I'd say us as believers to think about. What it says is, David was trained in how to defeat his enemies through effective means. He was a man of war for decades, so it shouldn't surprise us when he uh, when he utilized those same techniques when it came to murdering Uriah. When sin has your heart, it'll use your gifts too. And I just find that incredibly, one, sadly accurate, but then also very profound and a very good reminder uh, for us believers to constantly be vigilant to guard our hearts and um, to constantly be in prayer 
every day. Um, pray, uh, that's, that's something I, I've been struggling with and needing to work on. Um, just being in prayer constantly as much as in the past I've been able to do that. It's just been where I've been at recently. My mental health is what it is. But uh, if you could be in prayer for that, that'd be great. And I'll also say, pray for, pray for Canada. <laughs> just, just, just pray for Canada and the leadership and everything. All right. All that being said, I hope you appreciated the heavy part at the end there. I do think it is worthy food for thought. I hope you enjoyed the lighter aspect of this episode. I was going towards the lighter bit. Um, like I said, I'll try to attach as many of the links in the description as possible. Final all that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys. Thank you for your love and support. It does mean so much. It's so encouraging. I hope you get the kick out of uh, the Dino Soldiers version, <laughs> which I basically I want. Just call it anything else. Just don't call it Jurassic Park. An idea that absurd. I never knew how absurd it was. I had seen some of the concept art, and it was a big fat no for me. But now when I'm getting just how ridiculous it was, I'm like, I kind of want this. <laughs> just, just don't call it Jurassic just don't call it Jurassic <laughs> um, all that being said I hope you guys have a wonderful day hope you're being safe love you all take care and God bless my friends peace